A man was shot after being mistaken for turkey. Hundreds of pounds of pasta was dumped in a New Jersey forest. And forest fungi speak to each other after rain showers, according to researchers. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast in the entire galaxy. It's the only one. Wow! Buckle up, guys. Got some weird news from around the forest. (laughs) A man was shot after being mistaken for turkey. That's what the title says, mistaken for Turkey. He must be a big guy to be mistaken for an entire country. You know what I mean? Let's keep reading and learn about this giant man who was mistaken for a country called Turkey and got shot. This occurred in Minnesota. A lot of intelligent people in Minnesota. They can't tell the difference between a human and an entire country, apparently. I'm going to guess there's moonshine involved. There's probably some good moonshining going on up in Minnesota, although I've never been there. Love the accent, eh? Or is that Canadian? Uh, Hunter was hurt on Wednesday in Washington County, Minnesota. Deputies say he was accidentally shot after being mistaken for a turkey. Oh, for a turkey. Oh, the animal. (laughs) I thought it was the country, guys. I thought this is a very large man who has ancient ruins on his chest. Yeah. This guy's walking around with Gobekli Tepe on his backside because he's the country of Turkey. You guys familiar with Gobekli Tepe? Well, that's an odd reference to have on Weird AF News, which is really a mainstream news organization. Jonesy, what are you doing? Uh, I'm just trying to test you. Just trying to see how weird you really are. Do you know what Gobekli Tepe is? Okay, I'm sorry. People complain about me going on rants. I should get back into the story, and we should learn about what the Washington County Sheriff's Office reported about this idiot that shot a man thinking he was a turkey. Did Dick Cheney get his hunting license reinstated? It makes me wonder. Now, this could be excusable if the shooting occurred at night, so, but let's keep reading and find out. They responded around 1.30 in the afternoon. Nope, it was a daytime shooting of a human that was mistaken for a gobbly, gobbly, gobbly animal. The kind that's delicious. Oh, open-faced. Maybe he was like, saw someone who looked like an open-faced sandwich strolling through the forest. Okay, this shooting took place off Northbrook Boulevard. I guess there's probably a lot of turkeys running around there. According to the deputies, the hunter was shot by a member of his own hunting party. (laughs) His buddy shot him. Oh, man, how do you look a guy in the face after you shot him? Thinking he was was foul. I don't know how you do that afterward. I mean, it's always going to be a thing. You're going to owe this guy drinks for the rest of his life if you shot him in the ass in the woods. Be like... Hey, man, you going to buy me a drink tonight? Hey, man, I don't know. I got to keep buying you drinks. Yeah, yeah, you shot me. So maybe you, drinks are on you for the rest of my damn life. I got a limp. All right, let's learn a little bit about the turkey victim. He's 54 years old. And uh, was he wearing a feathery jacket? Did he have a sideways mohawk? I mean, how did the man become mistaken for a turkey? Was he making turkey noises? Now look, I'm not the most handsome guy in the world, but I've never been mistaken for turkey face, so I'm pretty lucky. The deputies say the man was hurt but expected to survive, thankfully. The deputies did not say if the victim was struck by birdshot or another type of ammunition. I'm going to assume it's birdshot, which is why he survived, because buckshot, he would have uh, yeah, he would have been messed up. Chance of survival, slim. The other hunter is a 48-year-old man who's cooperating with the investigators. It's unclear if he will face charges, but definitely going to have to buy drinks for this buddy of his for the rest of his life, for sure. 
And the other guy probably doesn't ever want to see him on Thanksgiving, I'd imagine. No. I mean, you can't... A guy that gets mistaken for a turkey and shot in the ass, you can't really invite to your, your turkey fry at that point. It becomes sort of an insult. And I think we have to ask the deep metaphysical question here. Like, what is worse, being shot in the forest while you're hunting and having a meditative stroll or knowing that people think you have turkey face, man? ¿Cómo te llamas? Hundreds of pounds of pasta was mysteriously dumped in the woods of New Jersey. Sounds like a mob job to me. <laughs> Sometimes if pasta doesn't behave, the mafia takes it for a long walk into the woods. The article begins by saying, imagine going for a leisurely hike and stumbling upon mounds and mounds and mounds of pasta in the woods. Oh, I'd be very pleased. I would shove it all in my backpack and bring it home and cook it up. You know, because I'm an Italian boy, and I, I think pasta going to waste is a damn sin. The story says here, it seems highly unlikely to find pasta in the woods, unless you were recently walking near the river basin in Old Bridge, New Jersey, where hundreds of pounds of cooked pasta were dumped in the area last month. Their origins remain a mystery. Did you search underneath the pasta for perhaps the dead body that angered these gangsters? Maybe they're still combing through the pasta. We have Nina Joknovitz. Nina is running for city council in this New Jersey town. Nina posted images of these piles of pasta in a Facebook group, thanking the Public Works Department for cleaning up the estimated 500 pounds of cooked pasta. Are you sure it was cooked before it was brought there, or did, did like it just rained on it and became soggy? You might mistaken rain rained on pasta for cooked pasta. Well, in Nina's post, she criticized the mayor, saying that he ignored the situation. Apparently, the mayor was not. The mayor thought, well, you know, just, why don't you just let this pasta do what it wants to do? It wants to hang out in the woods. You know, let it be. Maybe the animals will eat it. Um, I'd imagine a lot of animals in Jersey like pasta, because a lot of people in Jersey like pasta. Why wouldn't the animals dig the pasta? Now, Nina was making fun of the mayor, and, and Nina is uh, apparently all about cleaning up the waterways and in the environment in, in her, the local town there, wants to improve waste and recycling, was pretty pissed off that there was pasta dumped in the woods and is running on a platform of uh, pasta forest removal, it sounds like, which is pretty brilliant if you got a lot of pasta being dumped in your waterways and on, uh, you know, in the national parks of New Jersey. <laughs> I love to imagine there's just lasagna everywhere in the national parks of New Jersey. Probably not the case, though. Uh, the article goes on to say, while the visual of spaghetti and macaroni becoming one with nature is off-putting, many found humor in this peculiar sight, uh, including this Nina, who has a sense of humor. She wrote, this is mission impossible. That's pretty funny. That's a very good pun. Uh, we have some people on a New Jersey Reddit thread sharing some pasta puns, which I will read in a my best Jersey accent that I could do. One individual joked, A, we should send the perpetrators to the state penitentiary. <laughs> Another person said, obviously this lead suspect is a guy named Al Dente. <laughs> That's a good one. These are pretty good pasta puns. I don't know any pasta puns myself, so I'm not going to add any. Come on, Jonesy, you must have a pasta pun somewhere in your stupid brain. All right, maybe I got one. Hey, you know, when you find pasta in the woods, that's pretty fusilli. <laughs> fusilli. Come on, guys, huh? Come on, eh? That's my pasta pun, eh? With a Jersey, Jersey accent, eh? Hey, oh, hey, oh, oh, Mr. Carter, hey, oh, 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 Jersey, Jersey, baby, Jersey. Yay! 
Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Forest fungi speaks to each other after rain showers. It's the sound of science. Boop, 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 science. And another forest story. This will be forever known as the forest episode. Whether they're hacking the brains of bugs or mining for gold, fungi are craftier than we give them credit for. New researchers in Japan have studied how forest mushrooms can communicate with each other and found that they're very chatty when it rains. We have here a fungi, ectomycorzahal fungi, and they don't just grow as capped stalks above ground. They form these vast networks of fungi roots that stretch out underground and absorb key nutrients from the soil in order to feed themselves and other plants in what is a symbiotic relationship. But this mycelial network also seems to be used for communication purposes between the stalks and neighboring plants, coordinating growth or warning of insects or even diseases in the area. Intriguing as it is, scientific study of this phenomenon has been patchy and often limited to lab tests. So for the new study, these researchers at a university in Japan conducted field tests on a type of ectomycorzahal I don't know if I'm saying that correct. It's a fungi known as Lacaria bicolor. I think that's the Latin. Lacaria bicolor. It's, uh, yeah. um, it's a small tan-colored mushroom. It grows on forest floors. You've probably seen them. Pretty common. Well, this team of scientists in Japan attached electrodes to some of these mushrooms in a cluster and measured the electrical signals that they pass between one another. They noticed that the electrical signals fluctuate over time and seem to correlate with changes in temperature and moisture. In fact, the signals spiked after rainfall and were found to be stronger between mushrooms that were closer together. Now, these researchers geeked out about it. The team says these findings indicate the need for future studies investigating electrical communications between fungi in real-world locations. And that's the end of this science article. Fascinating. I was aware that these mycelial networks send communications underground because I've watched a documentary about it. Um, You'll find that plants uh, communicate through, through the root network. It's like an sort of their own neural network. Very fascinating. Uh, in fact, I read th- this one study where they, they found that trees could communicate with one another and even send nutrients to other trees through that root network. So let's say uh, there's a patch of trees and then one of them gets struck by lightning and it's damaged and it cracks in half and falls over and it's, you know, it's dying. The other trees were aware of the situation that, well, that the, that particular tree wasn't sucking up nutrients the way it normally does. It was hurting. And they, they funneled more nutrients over to that stumpy tree. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's genius. I mean, these plants are very intelligent. I think they're more intelligent than us, if we're being honest. I mean, definitely more sympathetic than humans. I mean ordinarily when we see other humans that are struggling for nutrients on the streets, we just step right over them. We don't funnel them nutrients, really, in general. We don't do that. 
we probably should through our roots. Yay! Thank you for joining me for this forest episode of Weird AF News, where we covered the majestic fungi and a man mistaken for a turkey. Oh, just look at the plumage on that man. Oh, I'm sorry, that's actually uh, flesh from his gunshot wound, my bad. Well, the forest is a magical place, as you know. Anything can happen there. Perhaps you're looking to dump a body. Well, I can't think of a better place than the forest. Just lovely. <laughs> hey, thanks for putting up with me in this episode. I tried to make it funny and weird. Well, I think we, I think we did something. I'm not sure. Oh, I got some nice comments on the podcast on Spotify where you can uh, you can write a response to some episodes. And I didn't even know these responses were coming in. And then I searched and I'm like, oh, look at all these responses from going back weeks. I didn't even know people were writing on here. Um, so I wanted to give some love. Like, apparently you can write a comment on an episode on Spotify. So we have Moonjuba. Moonjuba, what a cool name. Moonjuba sounds like someone who likes mushrooms. Moonjuba wrote, funny, but Jonesy, stop begging for for coffee presents, man. Well, I guess if it works, you know, I'm probably jealous. Yeah, it kind of, it did work actually. And you know, I had to beg for coffee. It was my birthday. What do you expect, man? It was my birthday week, Moonjuba. Give me a break here. Uh, Rising Horace wrote, great as usual, Jonesy. That's pretty sweet. Um, what else do we have here? We have a user, ooh, this person doesn't have a username. It's uh, user 7T1EXWQDADIOJSA72TMC4V4B. I like to imagine that they actually chose that as their username and they use that on everyone. <laughs> this is the most convoluted username ever. Anyways, this user wrote, Jonesy, another peach of a show. Thanks for doing what you do. How about that? A peach of a show. I've never heard my show described in such lofty terms before. Very, very nice. I'm going to guess they're from, the, um, from London or something, using phrases like peachy. Brilliant, brilliant. Also, Grace Duffenbach. Grace has been a longtime listener. Grace wrote, I love this guy. It upsets me that people write ugly things. Yes, he is a real comedian. And if it's not your style, move on, move on. It's taken me months to binge the years of content this guy has put out. Uh, thank you, Grace, for sticking up for me. I appreciate that. Yeah, I am a real comedian. You can learn that by my Instagram and the fact that I get paid to do comedy shows. Um, not all the time. I had two paid gigs this week, though. Yeah, if you can make any money doing stand-up comedy, I think you you can be called a working comedian. So I don't know, people doubt that, but it is true. It's a different muscle, though, than doing this podcast, though. My stand-up comedy is uh, it's a different flavor, I would say. Uh, and I would say I'm better at it than I am this, to be honest with you. <laughs> This, I yeah, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing with this half the time. I'm just like throwing it up against the wall, seeing what'll stick. Yeah, no, yeah, no, just doing it, guys. Um, Moon Juba wrote another response. Uh, I like Jonesy, mostly funny reporting, but there is the element of the seriousness of the news. I'd rather listen to him than Fox, though. So that's pretty cool and honest. I appreciate that. So, anyways, if you guys listen on Spotify, you can leave. Apparently, you can leave a response. That's pretty cool. And, I, and I'll now that I know where they are, I'll, I'll read them, even the bad ones, because that might be fun. Uh, I'm going to publish some phone calls after this. We we heard from some some people we haven't heard f before, uh, like Nikki from Milwaukee. Um, and we heard Mary Lou from Chicago wishing me a happy birthday. Kelly from New York. Uh, Michael from Iowa City, the OG. Jim from Cleveland, as always. Love to hear Jim calling in. Uh, he cares. Becca from Texas, my teacher friend. And uh, we heard from Z, Z from Michigan, who I don't think has ever called before. Have you called before, Z? 
So anyways, we got some new and some old calls, uh, callers, and um, I don't mean like age-wise, I just mean people that have called the show for a long time. You guys can call the show, 646-450-2012. Tomorrow's Friday, so we're only going to be doing weird news from Florida. As you know, it's Florida Friday on Weird AF News, so send me those articles if you come across any weird Florida articles, funnyjones at gmail.com, or you can drop them into my Instagram DMs, at Funny Jones, at Funny jo- Oh, I sounded like I was from Minnesota right there. At Funny Jones as well. If you want to support the show, consider joining the Patreon. And you can do that at weirdafnews.com. All right, now tell a friend and you know, be good to yourself because you deserve it. Jonesy, Mary Lou from Chicago. Just want to wish you a belated happy birthday. I tell everyone about you. I appreciate everything you do. Enjoy your life, Jonesy. This is Nikki from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I had a comment about the lady who had the orgasm at the Philharmonic. I think that it could have been one of those Bluetooth, uh, those things that you stick inside and you, you know, you can control them with your phone. Her partner probably had that and that could have been the reason for her full body experience. I've, I've actually used one of those ones before and he could control it from up to like 60 feet away. So that's probably why her partner was smiling so much and why she stayed. It was probably a dare. Hey, Jonesy, it's Z in Michigan. Um, just want to thank you for mentioning uh, the fact that Bullfighting is extremely, extremely cruel. It results in a slow, agonizing death for the bulls. And just thanks for mentioning that because animals can't speak for, they don't speak English. I think they speak languages, but we're too stupid to understand them. All right. Lots of love. Bye. Hey, Jonesy. It's Kelly in New York. Um, so you are saying that there is a problem with helmet helmet? Oh, anywho. Um, apparently, there is a problem with naked German hikers and other European nations. And I want to say somewhere I can't vouch to it because I don't have Google in front of me right now. Uh, Switzerland passed some kind of law at some point or at least imposed some kind of fines or discouragement to these rampant naked German hikers. Uh, so, yeah, just be careful of where you're hiking in Europe if you don't want to run into one of those dudes. Um, keep it weird and good luck with your life, man. Bye-bye. Hey, Jonesy, this is Becca in New Braunfels, Texas. I'm listening to your Monday episode, and you crack me up. You don't understand this. You don't understand that. You only have a public school education, and then you toss out there the word grok. Maybe I'm not grokking the miniature bullfighting situation. Oh, Stranger in a Strange Land is one of my most favorite books. I hope you've actually read it. Otherwise, you know, you're not likely to be tossing around the word grok. But anyhow, Ah, you crack me up. Have a great day, Jonesy. Bye. Hey, this is Michael calling from Iowa City. Uh, You haven't heard from me for a while. I was out of town for a week visiting my son and his wife and my three-year-old grandson and 16-month-old grandson and 
um, well, when I got there, my son said they were as sick as they've ever been. And when I got, they were, when I left, they were still sick. And they'd seen the doctor. She said there were five bad viruses going around. And, well, we just had to suffer through it for a week. My son and his wife were sick when I left. And by the time I left, I just had a runny nose. So I thought I'd escaped it. But I'll tell you, there was no fun and games with the kids. With no outside play or anything like I was hoping for, but we had two days of rain, two days of snow and cold temperatures, so we really couldn't have gone out anyway. But the kids, they just were lackadaisical and just wanted to lay around like big lumps on the couch and look at TV. And But from a grandparent's point of view, anyone who's a grandparent knows that, you know, all you want to do is love on, love on them and hug them and squeeze them and uh, I got to do that times 10, the normal amount. And so uh, it was wonderful from my standpoint. It wasn't fun and games, like I said, but I just got to love them and hug them and squeeze them. And, and uh, I guess that got me in a little bit of health trouble because in the following week, I just got a horrible case of uh, bronchitis and I'm on three meds now. And uh, I'm on the mend. I'm on the mend. But anyway, I uh, wanted to say to all the weirdos out there who considered my solicitation requests for birthday gifts for Jonesy, I appreciate that. And whether you're able to do something or not, I'm appreciative of all of this community members and the great family we have here who care about Jonesy and love him so much. And if you were able to send him a gift or PayPal donation or join the Patreon or buy him cups of coffee or even just call and wish him a happy birthday or, you know, maybe tell someone about the podcast, whatever you can do, even if it's just thinking about him and thinking good thoughts, I really appreciate that. So thanks for putting up with my solicitation messages, but I do this because I, I really care about this guy. I love what he does for us with his hard work on this podcast. He does it for us, clearly. Uh, you know, it's not like a money-making venture for him, but he does it because he gets joy out of it himself, and he cares about us and this community. So I love him for that. I think we all do. And I just want to thank all of you, my fellow Jonesy, you rock and roller. Come on, Jonesy. See, now I'm not the only one that said a bumper sticker is a good idea. You just have to be more creative and create the bumper sticker. They're all over. You can put them wherever your gig is, wherever your dressing room is. You can send them out. People can buy them and support you that way. I still think it would be a great Christmas gift. You know, you're asking for people to buy coffee. Some people can support you and, and be, uh, a part of the uh, things you have, and certain people just can't afford all that money. Um, but I think this would be a, a nice Christmas gift or just supporting your uh, your show. Hopefully you're doing good. Hopefully you had a good birthday. It's good that you went to Vegas. I uh, commend you for that. I don't know how the turnout was. And hopefully you'll go back, you said, later on. And hopefully your basketball team gets 
together. Um, first game wasn't too good against Philadelphia. I don't know if you ever go to any uh, gigs in Philly or anything. So uh, you take care, my friend. I love you, and I'll speak to you later. And watch out for the alligators. Your buddy Jim from Cleveland. Later. Uh, yeah. Yeah.